Welcome to School Days, help for moms and dads of school-aged kids. I'm Danita Bailey. And I'm David Bailey. On today's show, we welcome two moms who both have experience in traditional education and are now veteran homeschoolers. They'll share their journey and other tips for parents who are considering homeschooling and for those who currently homeschool and maybe for those who are considering something different. So 1.7 million children were homeschooled in 2016, according to the National Parent and Family Survey. And research shows that homeschooled children perform better on standardized tests than traditionally educated students. And a 2009 study showed that 67% of homeschoolers graduated from college, whereas between 51 to 59% of private and public school students completed all four years. So today, as you may have guessed, we're going to be talking about homeschooling, and we have two veteran homeschoolers that are going to share their experience and um, give us some tips and some resources and things that will be uh, valuable to people who are homeschooling currently and considering homeschooling. But before we go any further, let me just say that it does take a village. If you hear a great parenting tip or a nugget of advice, share it with your parent friends. Facebook it, Instagram it, tweet it, link it in, and add the hashtag school dazed show and hashtag I am school dazed. And also, we want you guys to be a part of the show. If you have any questions or if you just want to share about your own personal homeschool journey, we would love to hear from you. And uh, you can call in and share that information at 214-431-5062. So we're just going to jump right in. Uh, we want to introduce to you, first of all, Lindsay Bolton. Um, she has 15 years, or for 15 years, she's been immersed in education, and her passion for education has was first fat passed down from her mother, who is a retired teacher of 31 years. After graduating from Baylor University, Lindsay spent three years teaching high school Spanish in Garland ISD here in Texas, and one year teaching high school Spanish in a private parochial school. Lindsay went on to receive a master's of arts degree in Christian education from Dallas Theological Seminary. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> she then worked with a faith-based nonprofit organization called Bridge Builders in Dallas, Texas. There she worked with at-risk and marginalized children and mothers aiming to restore dignity, purpose, and hope into their lives. And soon after having children, Lindsay and her husband, Delario, began researching educational options for their three children and became intrigued with the homeschool model. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. All right. And I'm so glad to welcome Ramona Walden. Um, she has a bachelor's in marketing from University of Houston. Hit it, babe. Whoop, whoop. There you go. <laughs> All right. And um, uh, master's of science in human resource management uh, from Purdue University and an MBA in finance from the University of Dallas. Uh, she left her business career and finance career after f about 15 years ago, you said, and that began her, her journey of becoming a homeschool teacher. She calls herself the accidental educator as she discovered she loved teaching while homeschooling her own children. She's also taught seventh graders at Classical Conversations. She's tutored math, whoop whoop, I'm doing a little whoop there, <laughs> and taught business classes to teens. Uh, Ramona is currently an adjunct instructor in business at Dallas County Community College, and uh, she likes math 
and other analytical subjects and enjoys baking, exercise, and travel, and just chit-chatting it up with her friends. Yes, sir. So we are so glad <laughs> you were here, Ramona. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, whenever I see math on someone's resume, I just light up. So. Oh, good. Good, yes. good, good. All right. <laughs> so uh, we first want to know just how did you even decide to homeschool? Well, I had an uncle and aunt in Houston who homeschooled their boys in the 70s. So they were trailblazers back then. And um, when I got married, my husband met he had met them before we were married and he was very intrigued by the idea he didn't know anything about homeschooling but he liked what he saw in my three cousins mm -hmm. and so of course he asked me to research it and my analytical skills I did a lot of research I love statistics like what you just quoted and we just thought it would be the best place to start with our children mm -hmm. so we started not knowing we'd still be on the journey 15 years later Wow and for myself, um, it really came from kind of like Ramona being able to watch a family um, homeschool. Um, so just I was influenced by a mentor in my life. Her name is Julie and Sean and um, just seeing uh, the one on one uh, up close and personal um, way that she taught and she was actually an, an educator too who came home to educate her children and so I was intrigued by that and then I think just some of the disillusionment that I experienced um, as a teacher and um, wanting to be able to customize more a personal education for my kids and being able to teach them um, the things that I felt were more important. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that's a loaded question, but that's in the short, that's, that's kind of how we came to it. Mm -hmm. And so I know um, you do the university model. Can you kind of yes, explain Yes, I, I need is? to say by caveat, I'm, I am not a traditional homeschool te teacher or homeschool mom. Um, we do the university model education, which um, first I just want to say, aren't we grateful that we live somewhere where we have options, yes, where we absolutely. have the freedom mm -hmm. to choose what's best for our child? And um, so I'm grateful for that. And so the university model is just kind of exactly what it sounds like. It um, Our children go to a preparatory school, and so it, they're prepping them for college, for, the, for university. And so the um, high school goes on Monday, Wednesday, middle school and high school go on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The elementary kids go on Tuesday and Thursdays. So for us, for our family, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are home days where we are um, we, we are doing, we're, it's just like they will be in the classroom. We are doing a full set of math, phonics, all of that, um, but it just at home. And then they learn um, Tuesdays and Thursdays at school. Mm -hmm. So... I'm sorry. Uh, so, Lindsay, does it reinforce what was taught in school, or is it like a separate curriculum? So, for us, um, there the new material is introduced in class, and then it's reinforced at home. Okay. Gotcha. I, I would say that we do a program also, but it's a one-day-a-week program. And so you will find that most homeschoolers do use other resources absolutely classes online in person co-ops we've always done a once a week set of classes where um, my kids are in the classroom with other kids and other teachers um, but in the younger years it's still heavily guided by home we still pick curriculum we still set the schedule and it's not determined by the once a week program when they move to middle school and high school 
the structure is a little more strict in terms of what's covered in class and the curriculum you use. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So I think one, what we are basically saying is that, you know, homeschool today looks very different. It's not Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I do love that show. <laughs> but we it, it doesn't look like that anymore. And I think with the advances of technology and being connected, that we have um, opportunities to um, really spend that one-on-one -on -one time, but also to build a community around homeschooling, which is a right. blessing. And right. we couldn't do it without a community. Right, right. And that's what I was going to say. There are a lot of programs out there that people tend to participate in, even if they're not academic programs. My kids did a homeschool PE class. Absolutely. They currently do. How does that work? Well, the Grand Prairie YMCA, I have oh, to give okay. a plug for them. Oh, it's they like you had them running around the house or something. No, <laughs> we actually had a trampoline when they were younger, and we did recess in the backyard. Okay. Right. But I didn't want to teach PE and nutrition and physical ed. But um, the Grand Prairie YMCA has homeschool PE classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday oh, from wow, about okay. 11 to 12 mm -hmm. and um, it's a pretty good group. We went from the time my son was five until my daughter was 12 okay. and um, the parents work out while the kids are in class and they have a PE teacher that right. does physical ed and so it was a good break in our homeschool day mm -hmm. to just mm -hmm. run over yeah. to the Y, especially for my son who needed to move around, mm -hmm. <laughs> run sure. over to the Y and um, they actually offer it for free. It's just part of the it's membership. Free? It's part of the membership. Oh, that's great. And, yeah, and, and uh, Mansfield has the same type of program like that as right. well. Mm -hmm. So you have academic programs and you have um, supplemental programs like PE and sports. My daughter and my son have played in a basketball league for several years on our mm -hmm. side of town. As well as you have fine arts, places where they can be in group classes for music theater or art or things like that that um, really need a group to help do it. So we laugh and say, we're homeschoolers, but we're never, never at home. home. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are at home, but right. you, know, you get the idea. Well, let me ask you, um, with you guys both having an educational background, did you guys get any pushback about going a non-traditional route into homeschooling versus going into a public or a private school from like family or friends or anything? I did, I did not get any um pushback from from friends or family whether or not they were thinking it or not <laughs> is a different story but no one ever said anything to me but I mean there definitely is some intrigue and just some a lot of questions you know which is normal because this is non-traditional school right. and so you know the only the only thing I've gotten is just you know questions well how does that work and how are you qualified and you know well well what about if you don't know how to teach this subject and so you know just your typical questions that would come with any homeschooling parent right and I did not have an educational or an experienced background in education. I'm mm -hmm. a full-fledged business finance girl, loved my career, loved the jobs I had. Um, but when kids came along, you make different decisions because you're right. not just thinking about your own career. So I don't know that I got pushback as much as I got questions, but because I had it in my family, a lot of my family members knew that my uncle and aunt had homeschooled in the mm -hmm. 70s, and their boys turned out okay. In fact, uh, two of them played college basketball. One of them was in the NCAA championships with his really? team in Tulsa for several years. And so we had examples in our family of, of uh, people who were doing it. And um, so I don't know that I got pushback except for people were intrigued about how I was going to do it and 
was I qualified, but I think because they knew me as a go-getter that they figured, oh, she'll figure it out. Yeah. She'll learn. What and she you do just learn. figure it out. <laughs> figure it out year by year. So um, now people don't question it as much because it's it's more popular mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, the results of you know academic success are there even more. And so I don't get a lot of questions anymore except for how long do you think you're going to do that? I think the <laughs> high school question is what I get more. Yeah. Really? You're doing high school? And I have to explain how it's a partnership. It's not just me right. anymore. Right. And my kids are older, so a lot of things they can do on their own. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mm-hmm. That's a beautiful having thing. to sit right next to them and teach. Right. I right. will say one thing, that some something that's slightly different with me and Lindsay in the state of Texas a homeschooler does their own transcripts and grades and diplomas, whereas Mm -hmm. she has the benefit of a school program that does that for her. So Mm -hmm. sometimes people may not question that as much because the school establishment has oversight Mm -hmm. over her kids and their grades and their transcripts and all of that stuff. As a homeschooler, even though we're in programs, that responsibility falls on me. I'm Mm -hmm. like the high school counselor. So I do transcripts. I work on college admission stuff with my children. I help them with SAT prep, all of those things. And I think that kind of is the difference in the technical definition. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, So what what are some reasons to homeschool, um, you know, your own personal, your own personal experiences, but what are some other reasons uh, that uh, parents might consider going into homeschooling? Well, I think sometimes people land into homeschooling because they're having trouble. And that's always, if you're having trouble, you should just look at other options, not just homeschooling, but private schools, university model schools, if, you're, if your child isn't doing what you desire them to do. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, if it's a choice up front, I think that some of the reasons we liked it was one, in the early ages, we wanted to limit their negative socialization. And mm-hmm. that word comes up all the time. And it can be positive, it can be negative. And so we wanted to limit their uh, negative socialization by putting them in environments with like-minded kids and parents. You also are able to tailor it to, um, you're also able to tailor it to your student in terms of if they can advance quickly in a subject, you can move quickly. Right, right. If they need to slow down, you can slow down. Um, then the quality of instruction because, um, you know, you can do that in homeschooling. Okay. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. good to have that flexibility. So, uh, are there any, can you guys tell us, um, and I know it's different state by state, but are there any qualifications um, for a homeschool mom or dad? And I don't know a lot of the laws, but um, in Texas, we are uh, blessed in that there's not a lot of government oversight of Texans, but there are Texans who choose to homeschool, but there are other states um, that they have to they have to uh, send in their lesson plans they have to send in grades um, standardized testing testing. and so not every state is created equally and so that's something that you would also want to um, research and look into depending on what state that you live in but you know Texans we we like limited government here so (laughs) hands off right and so um, we're we're very uh, fortunate in that in that regard that we don't have to have a lot of those stipulations over us okay I will say that that's a blessing and it can also be 
uh, create anxiety with some because they want some structure they want someone sure. helping them I know I think it's in California they have people that'll come to your home and help you and so in exchange you're kind of under their authority right and mm-hmm. so in Texas you don't have any oversight or authority but some people may feel like that is a little more scary because mm-hmm. there right. aren't things that are set out but to me the proof is just what will they do after high school if if they can get into the college they want to or get into the trade school or an apprentice type thing then you can feel like you've been successful nobody else is measuring that but but you as the parent okay gotcha let me ask you this so what traits would you say is critical to be an effective homeschool parent two or three things you'd recommend if you're going to do this um, can someone who's disorganized and challenged do that? I mean, so what, what would you say are the, are the top couple of things that are critical to, to really manage it and lead it well? The first thing that I would say is you have to be willing to make the choice and have a made up mind that you are going to be involved. Mm-hmm. And so it is a... Um, you know, it is going to take your time. It's going to be a sacrifice of many things. And we all sacrifice different things, you know, anyway, just as parents. Yeah. But it is another little layer, another level, another step up. If, you know, if, if you do not feel like you're in a season where you want to be, you know, as involved in your children's education, then, um, you know, this may not be the time for you. But it but it is very heavily parent involved. And so yeah. you, you know, it's on you. So you have, that's regardless if you do a classical conversations model, a co-op model, a, U, a university university model, um, you are the parent's number, as a parent, you're the, you're the child's number one teacher, influencer, um, and involved in their education. So it's going to, it's going to require your time. Absolutely. And I will add to that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, want to take the caller here real okay. quick. Um, so, hi, caller. Uh, who, who, uh, what is your name and uh, how can we serve you and answer your questions today? Hey, this is Mary Payton. How are you two? Hi, hi Ms. Mary. Hey, I'm loving the show, but I have a quick question. Okay. Sure. Um, the young lady near the window uh, talked about being the teacher's count, I mean, her children's counselor and helping with ACT and SAT. Um, prep and stuff like that. How do colleges uh, look at homeschooling when you're applying to um, when your child is applying to go to university? Excellent question. Well, question. actually, they're very favorable in this day and time because um, they've seen the results of the uh-huh. of how good the students are. We actually had a parent practicum about a year ago, and we had reps from colleges come in and just reassure the parents, because I knew it because I had been researching it, but we had a rep from Texas A&M and from Dallas Baptist and SAGU, because their admissions processes are different because of the size of the school and whether they're public or private. And they spoke to the different things they look for. A smaller school is going to look at service that a student does and an essay and some of the more qualitative things mm-hmm. a big school is going to probably just look at SAT ACT scores to make some cuts some more quantitative right, some more quantitative because they have so many students right. trying to get admitted but the the gentleman from Texas A&M said actually we don't always know that a student is homeschooled right oh. because if there's a transcript and it just says 
Walden Classical Academy, <laughs> they're not necessarily assuming that was a homeschool. They may think it's a private school. Okay. He said, so it's becoming less of a differentiation right. when they look at admissions. Now, they will also tell you that because they know mom or parent is responsible for the transcript, and uh -huh. they know the beauty of homeschooling is if you don't get it, you can just stay with it. Mm -hmm. You know, our right. school doesn't stop in May. We do school through mm -hmm. the summer. And so we can keep going in a curriculum until the till my child gets an A. Mm. So they're technically their transcript could be all A's. A little bit better. Because we don't mm. stop uh, we don't stop at the same point as the school right. schedule. Right. And they may do things in advance. They may finish a curriculum half a year. My daughter's done that. Finish it a half a year. She got an A, but that doesn't reflect that she did it in a half a year. Right. right. So uh, yeah. the bigger schools tend to look at it at entrance tests you know SAT right. prep type stuff and most um, parents who are homeschooling high schools high schoolers they are letting their kids take prep classes like any other student would and I, I'm actually about to teach an SAT prep class wonderful for not just for my own kids but yeah. Yeah. other kids because they need that just like any other student would need absolutely it. yeah and I know a lot of um, children who've been homeschooled um, like for example the couple that I mentioned Julie and Sean their son is a freshman at Regents University got a scholarship in speech and debate and I mean just incredible he's an incredible kid I have another friend whose family she they homeschooled all three of their children um, both one both of them were graduates from Texas A&M University one from Dallas Baptist University I mean one of them is actually an I don't know what he does. He's basically like a rocket scientist, you know. <laughs> and so it's just, you know, I think we, we can be encouraged by those right. things, you right. know, right. and that um, they're not, um, you know, lacking anything right. academically. If, like Ramona said, they're advanced because um, they're, they've, they're getting that one-on-one, -on -one, almost tutor-style right. exactly. education, which, by the way, used to be the way that we, that people were schooled. Right. And, you know, kings and dignitaries, even around the world today, um, from they have private tutors and that's how it was done a long time ago is it was one-on-one -on -one tutor style which right. is the classical conversations right. model right. right right well I will say that if you have a particular college interest and you're you have a homeschool student just go talk to one of the admissions folks and they will tell you what they expect what what you need for scholarships because uh, you know that's big too so you just talk to the, the colleges that your student is most interested in, and they will tell you how they view homeschoolers. And it really, in my experience, it's not a big deal at all. Hmm. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Well, now, the reason I had asked, my niece is in California, and she started homeschooling her kids this year, but they're in elementary. Mm -hmm. okay. And um, she's doing a wonderful job. I'm extremely proud of her. Mm -hmm. And her kids are doing wonderful. And I'm just wondering how is this going to um, you know, look as they grow up because they're military and they transition everywhere. Yes. And so I was just wondering how that looked when they start applying for for colleges and so right. on and so forth. I would encourage your niece to um, reach out to different uh, parents who have homeschooled that may be a few years ahead of her so that she she can uh -huh. begin compiling those things that she needs to have for her children. She's got some time, obviously, but it'll be here before you know it. Mm -hmm. So um, um, I would just encourage her to find other families who are um, homeschooling and who've gone ahead of her to uh, get the help that she needs. That's good. That's okay. good. Well, okay. thank you so much for well, calling, thank Mary. For answering my question and taking my call I'm, I'm just enjoying the show today oh good thank you thanks for calling you take care
right. Bye-bye, y'all. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 All right. We're going to actually take a quick break. So um, stay tuned. We have uh, more information from Ms. Ramona and Ms. Lindsay, and we'll be back in about three minutes. Well, welcome back to School Days, Help for Moms and Kids. We are in progress with a conversation with Lindsay Bolton and Ramona Walden. They are veteran homeschoolers, and they're giving us a lot of great information to um, uh, for people who are considering homeschooling and for people who um, are om- already, already homeschooling and maybe they want to do something different. So my question First of all, is is are there any resources that are available in the school district that you can take advantage of? Or are you just kind of on your own? How does that work? Yes, um, that's something that is um, really good to know and to empower parents is if you see your child struggling with any kind of um, learning or speech things, um, that you, in most school districts, being a, a taxpayer and living in the city, you do have access to those services and so if you need those services and that would even be for even if you were not going to homeschool and you had younger kids but you were already seeing a need and wanted to get some testing done Mm -hmm. you can take advantage of those services by um, contacting the school district in the special um, education department Um, my son took um, speech for for a full year and just they were so open, so welcoming, and it really helped him. And, you know, and that's a blessing because those kinds of services a lot of times are not covered on insurance mm-hmm. and they're very expensive when they're outsourced. And so um, you have great educators who want to help kids in their communities. So um, if you need those services, um, you know, look into your school district. Not all school districts will, but you may even be able to do something with some surrounding school districts in your city. And also something that a lot of people don't know is that you can take advantage of different um, extracurricular classes. Like uh, Ramona was saying, they did, they did the Y uh, PE at the Y, but you could also um, contact your school district and see if your child could do um, PE um, at the at the um, elementary school or middle hmm. school. So yeah, think about Tim That's Tebow. He did he did football in a public school even though he was homeschooled. So some yeah. oh, districts, some districts, he's getting married by the way. He is. Yeah. Um, yeah, some heard. school districts will allow you to participate in sports and band and Absolutely. things like that. So you have to just check with the district where you are to see. When I researched that with the state of Texas on their website, I think it just says it's governed by the district. Right. It's not a statewide. But okay. hey, ask. Be empowered. Yeah. You have not because you ask not. And yeah. maybe your your student would be the first one. But you definitely um, you know, go in there with boldness and confidence and ask for the services that you may potentially need. Yeah, and that's a great way to you know just meet other kids. Absolutely. And, and socialize a little bit. And, and so you were thinking about PE like during the school day. So they would go into that i love exactly exactly yeah yeah um so what was the way that you guys chose your curriculum are there different resources that well let me just mention too uh just kind of a segue to that in the homeschool world there are homeschool conferences and book fairs Mm -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. talked about using school services um in the dfw area there on a given year they may be two or three conventions yes and so you can go right you can go there there's always one in Arlington but the ones in Fort Worth and Dallas sometimes are on rotation but you can go you can register you can do workshops you can access 
resources and services there in addition to all of the curriculum mm. that you can look at and make choices about your curriculum there are people there who do a lot of other services as well right in terms of assisting homeschoolers and they do workshops and speeches you can and pick up free uh, free, free materials things. and that kind of thing so if anybody's interested I would strongly encourage that they pay the small fee and go to a book fair you can actually volunteer sometimes and get your um, your fee waived. Okay. Uh, but go to a book fair and just see the wealth of information is there. In fact, it can sometimes be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I tell people on the first day, do not take your wallet because <laughs> That's good. it's, go and it's look so first. much. You need right. to just look and you'll get excited and you'll buy all this stuff that you can never get to, never have time for. Guilty. But it is worth uh, going <laughs> to talk to the people mm-hmm. and not so much to go buy things. So if you if there's so many resources, how do you know what's going to work for you? I well, know. And that is the mind boggling question, which yeah. I think in Lindsay's case, being part of university model, that's laid out. Right. As part of the school, she can supplement, obviously, which is good and, and bad. Do other things. Um, but as a homeschooler, especially if you're not in a particular program that's academic, you're tasked with picking that. And so a book fair is where you can go to see and touch and talk to people who wrote the curriculum. Right. Um, my suggestion is always with somebody who's a newcomer is to just get a kit. Get something that's all inclusive, that covers every subject for the grade. There are several out there. They're used by private schools that you can just buy a kit. That's what I kind of started with. And then I started trading things. Like I didn't Mm. like the math. I wanted a more kinesthetic math for my son who was wanted to touch always moving around manipulate like most kids and so we found a math curriculum that had manipulatives that looked like legos yes and that worked better Sold. for him. <laughs> then we traded out something else and then we started classical conversations that traded out some things uh, but if you start with a kit sometimes you feel a little bit more safe that yeah. your your choice is going to be a good one believe me 80 percent of what's in those curriculums are the same Mm. You know, adding, okay. subtracting, multiplying, dividing <laughs> right, right, right. Right. does not change. So in an elementary curriculum, that's what you're going to find. Um, but people still get anxious that they're picking the perfect thing, and there's really not one that's, okay. that's perfect. And oh. I would just say as, um, you know, homeschoolers love talking about curriculum. That's one of our favorite things to talk about. <laughs> but um, I would just say don't get also get too overwhelmed and spend too much time obsessing over the curriculum to remember that at the heart of homeschooling is the heart mm-hmm. and um, that it's not so much about the curriculum. Yes, we want to pick the best curriculum that is suited suitable for your child, but really homeschooling is about discipleship. Homeschooling mm-hmm. is about building relationship. And so no matter what that curriculum is, it's about the personal touch. It's mm-hmm. about the time being spent with your child. Right, right. Um, and so they're not going to remember if you use a Becca or if you use sunlight but what they will remember is um, sitting across the table from their parent Mm -hmm. and building that relationship over time and so we can get so lost in the curriculum um, and it and I love talking about curriculum and books but but really we can't we can't remember we can't forget that the first lesson is love yeah right and you asked a question earlier about what it takes to homeschool I want to just reiterate that that you may not like your kids so much when you start homeschooling. Why is that? They may not like you. They may not like you. You love your children all the time. I'm not talking about love. I'm talking about like. That's different. Like and love are different. But you want to grow into enjoying being with your kids. Absolutely. So you don't want a curriculum to strap you from that. Because the goal is learning 
with your student and, and to give have them that a relationship and give them a love for yeah. learning and so as a parent you need to be one who wants to spend time with your kids well if you don't want to spend time with your kids homeschooling may not be for you because you <laughs> right. are with them and be honest right. about uh, it right. yeah be honest and <laughs> yeah. it's not something you may walk in the door doing i mean i can't say i was patient the first day people always say i'm not patient enough to homeschool well i was none either. of us are <laughs> that's a discipleship that's a sanctification process that god takes you through and you become more patient you become more long-suffering but you don't typically walk in the door being ultra patient with your kids right the other thing that i would say you need to be a homeschool parent is a love for learning because you don't know how to teach everything that you're tasked with teaching mm -hmm. but you need to love learning enough to learn it to teach it in fact when i first started teaching my kids latin my son i think was second grade and i wanted to start them in latin early i didn't know how to teach latin so I got the book, I got the teacher book, I got the video, and the day before I taught them, I studied the lesson and I imparted what I could to them. Right. And I remember my son was like, Mom, you're so smart. Aww. And I was like, ha, thank no. you. Right. I just left yes, it. yes, I am. I didn't even dispute <laughs> it. And David, but you know, as an educator, you only have to be one day ahead of your kids, you know, <laughs> right, just right, one lesson right, ahead right. of the kids, you know, right, but, right, but isn't right. that fun though? That's the fun part. And I think that's right. the beauty of homeschooling is you're learning together, right? You're learning together and you're teaching them how to learn, not just what to learn. Right. So it's not just information. They see you modeling how I study. And we, we learn a lot of this through the classical model that, that we use because there's different teaching philosophies right. that are broader um, buckets than curriculum. Okay. So a teaching philosophy, we use the classical method, but they know the first thing I do is learn the vocabulary. Then mm -hmm. the next thing I do is look at cause and effect or put the pieces together and then I can teach it. Yeah. Great. Um, this is so, this is so intriguing to me. This, you know, it's a whole new world. I know for both of us. Uh -huh. um, so, so what, what is a typical day like? So you get up and then what? You get up when or you is want there to. A typical day. Oh, well, <laughs> that's kind of nice. Sometimes you have a set schedule. You know, that's the night before. Did somewhat determines what time. So you get it's like, up. do you plan out the day in advance, or is well, this kind of go with the flow? Or? it's different with different homeschoolers. Sure. So mom or whoever the teacher is, it could be dad. Their personality comes to bear. Sure. I'm a little more orderly. I'm a planner. She's uh, a finance person. I'm a finance person. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make sure you know everything is profit and loss. I'm a lay around and read books yeah. all day kind yeah. of teacher. <laughs> and so um, we don't have a set schedule in terms of a start time, but we do have a routine okay so we do this before this before this before this before this and lunch is in there and basketball practice is in there at the end uh, but that's part of the flexibility on the days that we don't go to the program when we go to the program it starts at nine we have right. to be there at right. nine and they have a schedule but on the days we're not there then we have a routine and I've called um, school holidays on days that I just couldn't, couldn't get, do it, get, it. get it together. Mama right. was on the struggle bus that yeah, day. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, kids, so, today is a uh, Waldron Classical holiday. holiday <laughs> where we're just keep your PJs on, mm -hmm. you know, and have breakfast. But on a typical day, I'm following a routine. I'm not following a schedule per se. Yeah. Uh, as the kids get older, you do have to follow a schedule a little bit more because of their extracurricular things that they have to get to have to leave at 3.30 to get to basketball. Right. All right. Well, we have another call. All right. Let's take this call. Hi, caller. Hi, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello? Hey, 
first of all, um, great conversation so far. Um, I am a homeschooler, so I just wanted to to call in and share. Um, I really like everything that you all have been um, discussing. Um, it all hits home for me, especially one of the young ladies said um, something about uh, negative socialization. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the reasons I started homeschooling my son, because I didn't want his um, spirit to be squashed. So, and I think the question I get the most is about his socialization, but I didn't start homeschooling him until uh, after fifth grade, because I was just done with the public school and it was scary and i will say i'm a um, community college professor oh awesome <laughs> and it was scary i am too, I am, too. <laughs> I awesome. am too where do you teach where do you teach i teach child development and social psychology and so uh psychology so where, Ooh, where, uh, I, need where to, I need to take your class where do you teach which college <laughs> I'm at American River College up here in Sacramento. Oh, oh you're in another state. Okay, I'm awesome. at Dallas County. Okay, good. <laughs> well, glad to hear about that socialization. I, I will say that um, the homeschool environment is a lot better. You know, obviously, when you go into group classes, you're interacting with people. But most of the time, they're like-minded. Probably at, at university model school, a lot of times they're like-minded. Yeah, uh, like-minded but, families. But, you know, people are sinners, so we still have some negative socialization. Absolutely. I won't say that we're negative socialization free. <laughs> right. But it is uh, manageable, especially with parents being around. And um, it's used for discipleship, I think. When some of those things come up, we use them to teach our kids about relationships and conflict and, you know, guarding what you see or what right. you hear or what somebody said. So we, we still know. use them as teachable moments. And we actually, as my kids have gotten older, I want them to be in more environments that are non-homeschoolers. My son is sure. in a mentoring uh-huh. program right now. And it's not, I mean, I think there are two homeschoolers out of 40 boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want him in those <coughs> environments now so we can test his thoughts Maturity. up against yeah. up against you know the real world before he's actually out there right. by himself so right. it's good yeah. i think again in the younger years Absolutely. to protect and to teach and get them firm found get them a firm foundation on your belief systems but as they get older you want to migrate them in some ways back to the regular environment so that they can learn to navigate yeah. And I've heard it said, oh, yeah. I've heard it said yeah. too, that, um, you know, that's something that a lot of naysayers will say about homeschooling is, you know, oh, well, there's socialization, but especially, you know, like for your son, who is, who is a, um, a young, uh, still a young child is, you know, do we really want our children to be mentored or discipled by their peers? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't personally think that that is the best way. You know, I think that most children thrive and do really well when they have mentors, when they have mm-hmm. older um, adults or older people that they can look up to who really care about them. And that was actually one of the reasons why myself, we chose to do homeschooling because I was a public school educator and I was seeing the struggle of so many children. I know mm-hmm. you guys recently had a show on bullying, you yeah, know, and so right. it's, it's a real um, concern out there. And of course, you know, we don't want to shelter our children, right, right. you know, and keep them from the real world. So Ramona is doing a service to her children by saying, we're going to put you and see and test your character and st- test the strength of your character and see where we need to develop you more. Right, and that's right. what I mean by being, you know, that that is the heart of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is is really the character 
training and and yes all the other stuff is important as well but you know we need to do more work with um, building the character um, and the morals of our children yeah and one of the one of the reasons why we chose the classical conversations program once a week is not just because of the kids but the parents Mm. my kids bump up against other like-minded parents Mm -hmm. and siblings and so you get this 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 child is able to talk to a student that's three years older because it's somebody's brother or somebody's sister. So you get kind of the whole family as part of your little network of classes, not just the kids they're one, in class with right which yeah. that's that's also how school used to be it used to be the one, one room, room schoolhouse school you know where right. where oh, it was true. it was multi-generational you yeah. know yeah so uh, what are the questions or insights do, do you uh, would you like to share caller oh, oh sorry just, sorry caller. i was just going to <laughs> i was waiting for everyone because it's uh, um awesome information but um i'm also doing the university model we do our homeschooling through k-12 Mm-hmm. And um, and it's been a really great uh, experience. I think I was I was lucky to have been um, unemployed when he began, so I was you know on my laptop as he was on his laptop, and we would go through stuff together that first semester. Um, because by the end of that semester, I ended up with two jobs. <laughs> wow, so, <laughs> you're busy. So um, yeah, but you know. Um, so it was it was just interesting to watch him, you know, kind of struggle at first, you know, but it was okay because the struggle wasn't in front of um, other kids in a classroom mm. where he may have been bullied, and he actually was bullied before. Mm. Um, so, and he doesn't struggle in school, and he doesn't need to pay the type of attention that I think educators think kids are paying attention if their eyes are forward like they mm-hmm. can totally be somewhere else and if their uh, eyes are yeah. forward mm-hmm. sure um <laughs> absolutely that's my so, son I know, to... I just, so he's an out-of-the-box so kid like yeah. that you know i wanted to i wanted to end i wanted him to be able to get up when he wanted to get up i wanted him to be able to do his work when he wanted to do mm-hmm. his work even though it's on his calendar what he needs to do every day mm-hmm. he gets to you know he gets to wake up and like just be cool with whatever time of the day he does his stuff yeah. mm. i will so, say that is the beauty um, of doing the university model is you're still held accountable to what you need to get done but they still can be kids right 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 and i will say that my son and he's going to kill me because i keep using him as an example but he's my firstborn, so i learned to be a mom through him but i remember doing spelling with him and he was rolling on the floor mm-hmm. but as long as he recited the words and he did them correctly i didn't care if he was sitting in a chair at a desk with a pencil exactly. in his hand. Right. And so yeah. we would just move through the house and do schoolwork, kind of, sort of, because he was younger and he was a boy and he would rather be out building forts. Absolutely. Right. That's my uh-huh. middle son. And That's so, my um, middle son, too. You have that flexibility. <laughs> yeah. We had some subjects like penmanship where he was expected to sit because Absolutely. the discipline of sitting and doing good Being work still. was a character trait we wanted to yeah. develop. But we didn't sit the whole day. Right. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh-uh. I can't sit a whole day. I can't either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's, and so I would just say also to other, other listeners who, you know, if their children are having problems in the traditional classroom, in traditional schools, and maybe you have an out of the box child who doesn't learn a certain way, that is one of the disadvantages, I think, of, 
um, just traditional schooling is that a lot of the teaching is geared towards one one or two type of learners or type of you know children and so you know sometimes those kids will look like problem kids Mm -hmm. or as our caller would say will be bullied because of their learning style or different you know Mm -hmm. and so you know if if you're feeling like your child needs that um, one-on-one attention and be pulled away from that environment homeschooling is a really good option to to look into so that you can um, just encourage your child to flourish the way that they were designed yeah and I will say that she mentioned k-12 I just wanted to say that we have friends and I know of people who they do an online public school absolutely Mm -hmm. it is the traditional public school curriculum it's just in an online version and it's free and it's free oh and so if someone's thinking of pulling their student out of school and they want some of their work to look similarly to what they're accustomed to they just want them out of that social environment right Right. then starting with an online public school or there's even online private schools could be an option to get going so i'm glad you mentioned that yes that's awesome well yeah and the last thing i want to say is um I, I did ask my son if he wants to, because he'll be a freshman in the fall. So I asked him if he wanted to go to public um, school for high school. And we were actually walking through a high school at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he looked around at all the, the students and he was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we might end up still doing it, you know, for sure. um, for high school. But, you know, I, I think he's enjoying it he he appreciates you know that he can go as fast as he wants and he doesn't have to wait for anyone else Mm. and um anyone who's out there you know feeling afraid or whatever just know that a a community college professor was afraid too you'll be okay (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and let me just say this that i had a mom come to me she was thinking of homeschool and then she she at the end of our conversation she said well what if it doesn't work Mm -hmm. and i said well you just change that's right. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. do something different. You're not locked into homeschooling for the rest of their lives. And right. most ho- homeschoolers will say, we take it one we year, take it at, one a year time. at a time. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not going well, you can change. Yeah. And in most yep. states, there's not a lot you have to do to make that change. All right. Well, thank you, caller, for um, calling thank in and being you. a part of our conversation. And you have a great day. You too. Okay. And bye-bye. Ramona, you just said something that made me think about a question I had for you guys. Um, how do you know what the requirements for your state are? So you make sure that your child is, you know, if they're going on to college, they have everything that they need mm-hmm. and you're doing it right, you know? Um I would say, um, again, I'm still doing elementary age and I do have the university model um that's helping me get get you know get to where we need to be but for um, a more traditional homeschooler I would say the first thing you can do is you can um, look at your the the state's requirements and there is in Texas is it the TEKS now yeah yeah yes. you look at the te- the the objectives that they want each grade level to learn and make sure that you're on track it's a good guideline and then most school districts have what's called a scope and sequence of what of what uh, the scope and sequence is broad though you know it's it doesn't mean that you have to that your first grader has to know how to do this but it's a good um, measuring tool I will say for the high school level there is 
at least in Texas, specific requirements. So you can go out to the website and for a ninth grader, it will tell you they need to take biology with a lab, English, writing. Right. It'll tell you what courses that you need and the electives that, the types of electives that you need to have for the different graduation requirements. In Texas, right. I think there are three levels. Uh, kind of a basic one and then a couple of ones that are more distinguished with honors and so you can go there for high school to get specifics on what courses your student needs to be taking to technically get a diploma in the state of Texas and okay. their transcript for graduation needs to reflect that or right. college is not you know gonna feel like they've graduated right right well unfortunately we're out of time wow that was fast man we had so many more questions for you we might have to have, have you guys back on but thank you guys so much for joining us and um, giving us so much valuable information thank you um, and we always want to let you guys know know what's going on at noggin every week and so David what's going on with noggin educational coaching Okay, well, as I've been talking about for the past few weeks, uh, the webcast uh, called Slipping Five Steps That Every Family Must Make to Avoid an Academic Slip. Um, it's an on-demand webcast. If you want to find out more about it, just reach out to us at info at schooldayshow.com, and we can send it to you directly. Um, it has a lot of great resources as far as how to support uh, your child from home. Um, not in the homeschool format, but the live it is applicable as well uh, for you homeschool parents out there as well. Um, also, uh, on the website for Noggin Educational Coaching, uh, we have a free uh, free daily study checklist that you can pull up and you go right to our website, which is Noggin, it's with two Gs, NogginEducation.com. And you can download uh, the checklist so that when you know when your child comes home, you know exactly what they need to do step by step to make sure they get their work done for the evening. And so what's on uh, next week's show? All right. So on next, each, on next week's show, uh, we welcome Texas Christian University, a.k.a. TCU, a character coach uh, for the fellowship, uh, from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and Garrett Wallow. Um, so it's a TCU linebacker. Yes. yes. Yeah. So this one is okay. So you want to you want to you know every kid wants to get that big time scholarship. Okay. Well, you're going to find out what it's like to be a, a student athlete at a big time major D1 program and what it takes to prepare in high school and then what to expect when you get to college as well. Managing your studies and managing the rigors of you know the expectations from being a, a big time athlete right and both of these guys were uh athletes when they were in undergraduate not undergraduate but high when school. they were in high school and middle school i would imagine so they're going to talk about just how to keep up with that it's it can sometimes be a little overwhelming as parents when you're taking your kids to all these different things and they also have to get good grades and so they're just going to discuss how to do that yeah so and Lindsay. Do you know Garrett? I do know Garrett. Who's he's Garrett? Garrett he's a great kid. He's um, a friend of my sister-in-law's, and um, she they met at Texas Christian University. He's from New Orleans. He's a great guy, so it'll, that'll be a good show. Okay. So we're looking forward to that. And as always, head to our website, schooldaysshow.com, for more information. And remember, if you ever miss a show, you don't have to miss the show. You can <laughs> find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And as always, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's at Noggin Foundation, N-O-G-G-I-N. 
And last of all, we want to say that we are parenting by grace. We depend on God to give us the wisdom and the strength we need to raise our kids into flourishing adults. And if you'd like to know more about that, please email me at info at schooldazedshow.com. Have a great week.